Let's turn to Psalm 90. Our scripture reading this New Year's Eve, Psalm 90, page 588 in your pew Bibles. psalm of reflection on the brevity of life and the eternity of God. And those two need to come together by faith that we put our short lives in the eternal God as our refuge. It's the only way to be safe. In a world of toil and trouble, Psalm 90, a prayer of Moses, the man of God. Lord, you have been our dwelling place in all generations. Before the mountains were brought forth or ever you had formed the earth and the world, from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. And our text this evening, verses three through six, you return man to dust and say, return, O children of man. For a thousand years in your sight are but as yesterday when it is past, or as a watch in the night. You sweep them away as with a flood, they're like a dream, like grass that is renewed in the morning. In the morning it flourishes and is renewed, in the evening it fades and withers. For we are brought to an end by your anger, by your wrath we are dismayed. You've set our iniquities before you, our secret sins in the light of your presence." For all our days pass away under your wrath. We bring our years to an end like a sigh. The years of our life are 70 or by reason of strength, 80. Yet their span is but toil and trouble. They're soon gone and we fly away. Who considers the power of your anger and your wrath according to the fear of you? So teach us to number our days that we may get a heart of wisdom. Return, O Lord, how long? Have pity on your servants. Satisfy us in the morning with your steadfast love that we may rejoice and be glad all our days. Make us glad for as many days as you have afflicted us and for as many years as we have seen evil. Let your work be shown to your servants and your glorious power to their children. Let the favor of the Lord our God be upon us. And establish the work of our hands upon us. Yes, establish the work of our hands. This is God's word. May he bless us by it. The grass withers, the flowers fall, wither or fall, but the word of our God abides forever. Brothers and sisters in our Lord Jesus Christ from Psalm 90 as a whole and particularly from verses 3 through 6, I would like to speak God's word to you under the theme, Another Year Flies By, 2022 in Review. That's what Psalm 90 is about, another year flies by or the years fly by and then we fly away. That's really what the psalm is saying. And there's two things that I'd like to look at with you. First, our years are short and troublesome. Secondly, our God is eternal and secure. Those two things. Our years are short and troublesome. Secondly, our God, 
Our God is eternal and secure. So first then, our years are short and troublesome. Psalm 90 really is an extreme contrast between our short lives and our long God. Contrast between the everlasting, ever-living God who inhabits eternity and our short-lived, ever-dying lives which are here today and gone tomorrow. That contrast. Sometimes we may think time goes very slowly. I remember sitting in the classroom in high school during math class, sorry, but the hands just did not move. But that's a fantasy. As much as it might feel like time passes by really slowly, it's not true. This psalm is a heavy dose of realism to put that fantasy to rest. Time does not move slowly. It's far more true to fact and true to life that life is mortal, painful, and I'm going to use a big word, ephemeral, fleeting. Life is mortal, painful, and ephemeral. That is short and fleeting. Let's look at these three words. In verse 3, Moses says, life is mortal. You return men to dust and say, return, O children of man. Because of sin, we die. That's what God promised Adam and Eve. If you eat the forbidden fruit, you will surely die. And they did eat it. And the human race came under the curse of death. The curse that God said to Adam, you are dust and to dust you shall return. And ever since then, life is short and we die. And so God now says to the human race, return to dust, O children of man. He's in control of that. That's his curse. It's our fault. And that's why, congregation, we get old We lose our muscle. We lose our movement and we lose our minds. And we fade away and die. Whatever our age, our case is terminal. And faith, faith gets ready to die. Faith says, my life is short. Faith says, I need to deal with the fewness and the quickness of my days and the mortality of man. I face that enemy too. And I need to run to the Lord Jesus Christ who is my refuge against that enemy of death. And when we take refuge in Jesus Christ, you may know for sure that that curse returned to dust. The Lord put on his son, Jesus Christ. He put that punishment, that curse on his son, that when we die, it's no longer a punishment, but it's a homecoming. It's still an enemy death, but it's a homecoming. The enemy has been destroyed. Let us repent of our sin. Let's seek salvation in the Lord Jesus Christ.
for our mortal lives. And secondly, life is ephemeral. Our, sh- our years are short and troublesome. Life is ephemeral. It's fleeting. It's a vapor. It's here today. It's gone tomorrow. It flies by so quickly. It's like a watch in the night. Or it's like a dream. You know, you have a dream and you get up in the morning and you don't remember it. Or if you do, it was, it was so fast. Split second. Look at verse 4. A thousand years in your sight are but as yesterday when it's past, or as a watch in the night. When God does a thousand year review of history, to him it's just a day. That's how fast it is to God. In fact, it's shorter than a day. It's a watch in the night, and the nights were divided into three watches of four hours each. It's a four hour thing. Besides that, a watch in the night, sometimes a security guard falls asleep and he wakes up and And those four hours went by so quickly. That's what it is. Wow, I better value my days. As Shakespeare Macbeth says, life is a brief candle walking its way to dusty death. It's but a walking shadow, a poor player that struts and frets his hour on the stage and then is heard no more. It's but yesterday, and we look at yesterday's, but what did I get done? And that's a thousand years for God. They're soon gone, our years, 10B. If you look ahead at 10B, they're soon gone and we fly away. And what's the answer to this problem of time flying by so quickly? Verse 12, teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Lord, another year has flown by 365 days, 525,600 minutes. And how have we lived? Have we made progress in holiness? Have we dealt with our sin before the face of an angry God? Have we asked him to forgive us our sins and to fill us with his spirit so that we can make the most of our brief time here on earth? You might think that because a thousand years are but a day to God that our minutes and seconds don't mean anything to him. They do. God counts every minute. And he holds us accountable for every minute. And so we want every minute to count for him, beloved. So Lord, establish the work of our hands. Lord, teach me to count my days. Help me to take each day seriously, each minute seriously, so that every moment is spent in the service of God, whether it's work or play, but it's pleasing to him. Our years are short and troublesome first. Life is mortal. It's ephemeral, it's fleeting, and thirdly, it's painful. Look at verses 5 and 6. You sweep them away. You sweep, meaning men, people, away. As with a flood, they're like a dream, like grass that's renewed in the morning. In the morning it flourishes and is renewed, and in the evening it fades and withers. You see, Psalm 90 says not only that life is short and fleeting, it's also filled with pain and sorrow and groaning and moaning and sighing and disaster. Again, look ahead at verse 10. 
which helps us understand verses 5 and 6, the years of our life are 70, or by reason of strength, 80, but their span is toil and trouble. And here he compares life to a flood, disaster zone, that comes after us and sweeps us all away, just like the flood in the Fraser Valley last year. Remember, swept away everything in its path, Cows, horses, cars, trucks, barns, houses, bikes, pails, dolls, everything. Everything. And that's life filled with troubles and crises and afflictions until it kills us or until God kills us. Because that's the point here, until God kills us. And again, we're reminded here how important it is to take our short hurting lives, painful lives in God's hands because he's the only one who can truly console us and comfort us. No one's life is predictable. No one's life is stable here. No one has promised and guaranteed a smooth road, brothers and sisters. At any moment, a crisis can come, a death a disease, a drought, a disaster, destitution, desolation, despair, distress. Something breaks your heart at any moment. You've even seen that in the past year. One day everything's good. The next day everything is bad. It sweeps us away. And how... How we need every day to put our little, little weak and frail lives into the hands of Almighty God and say, you hold on to us, God. You carry us so we don't fall down. You strengthen us to persevere through our distress. We cannot handle this. God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. I just want to take a moment to look at the instability and unpredictability of our short, mortal, painful lives just by going over some of what I consider to be the main events of 2022. Somebody might have a different list of main events, but thinking through what's happened in the year globally, here's the life. Here's the world, the uncertain, unstable, unpredictable world in which we live. Number one, 2022 has seen a clear rise in persecution of the church around the world, and especially in Afghanistan, India, Nigeria, and China. In the last year, India's anti-conversion law is being used now to arrest Christians just for doing devotions in their home. The large province, Uttar Pradesh, actually now has outlawed reading your Bible and praying in your own home. Afghanistan is considered Christian-free, free of Christians, so that if you're found to be a Christian... 
You are a blot on our record in the country and you're immediately without trial done away with Afghanistan. China, those draconian lockdown rules have been in large part to shut down the church. That's a big part of this thing. Shut down the church of the Lord Jesus. Number two, 2022 has been a year of rising totalitarianism. Using COVID and climate change as their pretext, governments around the world are stepping up their controls over social media, healthcare, businesses, agriculture, censoring free speech, increasing their level of surveillance or spying on the lives of private citizens, and in Western countries, imposing the gay and transgender agenda on all citizens, rising totalitarianism worldwide. Number three, 2022 has been a year of protests around the world. Protests against government overreach and authoritarian governments from the freedom convoy in Canada that garnered worldwide attention, to the protests in France and the Netherlands, to continuing protests in Iran and China against authoritarian regimes. It's a reminder of the political instability that rocks our planet and just how we should not ever put our trust in princes or earthly kingdoms because there's only one kingdom that will be left standing in the end and that's the kingdom of Jesus Christ. We want to put all our confidence in him. Number four, in 2022, we witnessed the beginning of a horrible war as Russia invaded Ukraine, bombing and pulverizing cities around the country. The war now has cost Russia over 100,000 lives and counting. And the death toll in Ukraine is unknown, and the number of displaced Ukrainians has now reached 8 million people. What a travesty. Oh, sovereign Lord who makes wars to cease, make this war cease. And in your surprising and unexpected providence, work out the advance of your glorious kingdom in ways that we cannot imagine. And that war has destabilized the whole world and brought food shortages to many countries, especially in the Horn of Africa. It's very sad, very tragic. And number five, for Canada and the U.S., 2022 has been a year of skyrocketing debts, extravagant, reckless overspending by our governments, yielding rising inflation and the devaluing of our currency. We're mortgaging our future we're saddling the future generations with unpayable debts that must at some point lead to a day of reckoning. And what will that be like? Nobody knows. Number six. We remember 2022 as the year of the death of Queen Elizabeth II at the age of 96 after a long reign of 70 years. It's not that her death was unexpected, but her death symbolizes the end of a Christian monarch with Christian influence around the world, replaced by her polytheistic son, King Charles III, who, unless he's converted, can hardly live up to the title of defender of the faith. And one more, number seven. We remember 2022 as the year when a nominee for the Supreme Court of the United States, Katanji Jackson, could not answer or 
did not want to answer. The most basic question, what is a woman? It's just one little event, but really it spells a huge moral and cultural worldview disaster that's coming across Western civilization like a flood of God's judgment for our unbelief. And when culture unravels to this kind of an extent, we can only ask how terrible will the chaos become? And what will invade that chaos? Fill that vacuum, we don't know. Lord, may it be a resurgence of the Christian faith. Have mercy on us. But we don't know what God has in store. On the other hand, we've enjoyed the blessing of God in at least three specific ways. As we already said, the actual growth of the Christian church and the kingdom of Christ worldwide. Praise the Lord for the advance of the gospel. May it continue, may it grow and increase in the coming year and years. Lord, use us as your witnesses. God is at work. The gospel is powerful. Second way, the taming of COVID to the level of a regular virus, along with the removal of many protocols. Praise the Lord for the undeserved kindness and letting our Lord's Day worship go back to normal again in almost every aspect of life. And third, we rejoice to see the overturning of Roe v. Wade this past summer in the U.S., rejecting the notion that abortion is a constitutional right in the United States. Unthinkable that that would have happened. Now I know on the flip side, states have rushed in to protect abortion rights with legislation far more liberal than Roe v. Wade. And may God have mercy on our countries for our stubborn insistence that the slaughter of babies in their mother's wombs somehow empowers women, really, really, and somehow is essential to a free society, really. God of mercy. Well, 2022, with all its tempest and fury and corruption and death, has come and gone, almost. And we thank God for his mercies in preserving our lives, our families, our churches for another year. We're weak, but he is strong. We're dust, but he is the king. We fade and die, but he's everlasting and ever living. Let us learn when we look at 2022 in the light of Psalm 90. Never, ever put your trust in age. I'm young, I'm fine. No, you're not. Never, ever put your trust in health. I'm healthy. No, you're terminal. Your case is terminal. Never, ever put your trust in your strength, your mental, physical, emotional strength. We can lose it in a moment. Never, ever put your trust in governments. They're inherently unstable. Never, ever put your trust in money. 
Money loses its value so quickly. Never ever put your trust in your business. Things can change overnight. Only the one who trusts in the Lord God is safe. And just a few minutes now to look secondly. Our God is eternal and secure. Our lives are short and insecure, unstable, but our God is eternal and secure. Psalm 90 says, run and hide from this mess. But where to? Where can we get away from all this trouble and sorrow and frailty and mortality? There is a place to run. Do you know where? The God of verse 3, verse 4, verse 5, and verse 6. We read those verses that, as though they're about man, man's frailty. They're not. Did you see God as the subject of every verse? You return man to dust. A thousand years in your sight. You sweep them away as with a flood. You, you, you. This is about the everlasting, ever-living, almighty God who has this world and our lives in his hands. And the place of refuge is to turn to the one who has this much strength. If we look for refuge in anyone who has less strength than the God who returns men to dust, who sweeps us away with a flood, for whom a thousand years in his sight are like a day, if we turn to a power who's any less than this, such a power is not safe. It's not secure. But when we have a God who is this powerful and this great and this almighty and all-controlling, It's the only place to go. No creature is hidden from his sight, Hebrews 4, verse 13. But all are naked and exposed to the eyes of him to whom we must give an account. The only place for ultimate safety is the place that is so strong that he can do all that. And that's why Moses, the man of God, wrote this prayer. Prayer that says in verse 14, satisfy us in the morning with your steadfast love that we may rejoice and be glad all our days. Verse 15, make us glad for as many days as you've afflicted us and for as many years as we've seen evil. And verse 16, let your work be shown to your servants and your glorious power to their children. Moses, the man of God, led Israel through the wilderness in those 40 years where three generations had to die. Funeral after funeral after funeral. Young, old, middle-aged. And he's saying to the people of Israel, God is saying through him to the people of Israel, For every generation, 
there's only one safe place. God. Because this God who is angry with our sin is also the God of unstoppable and unbreakable and unfailing love. Look at verse 1. Lord, you have been our dwelling place through all generations. What? Lord, you would allow us to come to you and make our homes in you and let us live inside you? Yes. Now that's the God we need and that's the God we should want. Before the mountains were brought forth or ever you had formed the earth, the world and the world, from everlasting to everlasting you are God. That's the place for eternal security. You take your short, little, sinful, mortal life, which is under God's wrath, and you hand your life over to the eternal God and know that he's provided a shelter for you in his son, Jesus Christ. He sent, he came down to earth. And he put all our sin and all our wrath on his son. And he said to him, you live a life of toil and trouble for my people. You take the hit of my wrath and anger for my people. And you return to dust and go to the grave for my people. So that they may be set free. They may be redeemed and they might find life and freedom and security in this world that's so unstable and so unpredictable. Yes, the Lord Jesus is our dwelling place. Unimaginable that God would say to sinners like you and me, the door is open, come right in, come inside and find safety. All that would cause me to reject you, I put that on my son. And all who come to me, welcome home. Welcome home. I'm your dwelling place. From everlasting to everlasting, I'm God. I'm your eternal life. And from that vantage point, mortal, weak, frail creatures that we are can live a meaningful life and pray. Establish the work of my hands, Lord. Take the little things that I do in my short life. I'm almost dead. But use it for your glory and the coming of your kingdom and the destruction of Satan's kingdom. Use me. Use us. And so we thank him for 2022 that we may be his servants in the establishing of his kingdom all because of Christ. And we look forward with confidence to 2023 that we may again be used as his servants and know that in the Lord Jesus Christ our labor is not in vain. Amen. Let's pray. Our Father and our God, Those words, you are our dwelling place, are amazing grace. 
They're indescribably great, open, welcoming, and gracious. Who are we that you should take us in and make yourself our home? Thank you that everything that made us unworthy, you put on your son, Jesus Christ, and got rid of it in him on the cross so that we may come to you and you will never turn us away. And there we might find refuge in this unpredictable, unstable world and which we really can't find refuge in anything that's lasting. You're the only refuge. So move our hearts, put it in our hearts to come to you, to rest in you, and to live in you, and to enjoy seeking and serving your kingdom. Bless us this evening, bring us together again in the morning to begin the new year together. In Jesus' name we ask this. Amen.